and welcome to Spoilers. This week, I am your host, Stevie, and I, we are breaking down the second season of Castlevania, the amazing Netflix show. Who's with me tonight? Spooky Pappy in November! <laughs> <laughs> you never know when to stop. And Mike. <laughs> have you guys watched, outside the show, have you guys watched anything good lately? Um... Could be a movie, could be a show. Could it be a funny YouTube clip if you want it to be? Oh, uh, I was watching Big Mouth. It was like the next thing suggested on Netflix after I finished watching this. I like, I kind of like that show. It's pretty funny. It's really disgusting. What's it about? It's about uh, these kids going through puberty. It's an animated show, and it's got Nick Kroll and John Mulaney doing voices as the two kids. You had it's me at funny. John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Pap? I... I liked uh, Bad Times at El Royale, but I'd like to shout out to Brett, who posted in the thread a video remix of a, a high school fight set to the cha-cha slide. I don't know why Brett's looking at this, but it was freaking hilarious. And the guy gets knocked out, so. I don't understand. I thought it was going to be something relevant to the podcast or to our thread. And it was just a random video. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's just on World Star Hip Hop. If you think Brett's random on the podcast, you should see him in the group thread. It's even crazier. It's very sporadic. <laughs> lots of ins, lots of outs. Typically, we have no idea what's going on. But season two of Castlevania. How would you guys compare this to the first season as far as pacing goes? Much slower. Mm -hmm. It is eight episodes, so they kind of have to drag it out. I don't know if there's more action, but there's more episodes, which is the problem, <laughs> which might be a problem, but I love it. I love it, but it's just spread a little bit more thin. Same amount of butter, just more toast. <laughs> did you like the, did you like the slow pace, Pap, or did you prefer like the four episode season? Because this is a lot of character building and a lot of story building. I think that one of the things that the series has going for it is the animation is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. and I love it. Mm -hmm. so, so more time in the world, more time seeing the world is good for me. Mikey, what do you think? I, I love it. I mean, I think one of my biggest problems with the first season was that I wanted more. And then mm -hmm. now I have more. So I'm, I'm happy with uh, the extra episodes. I mean, it's not extra episodes. It's only an eight-episode season. So it's not like we're getting a ton of stuff, but... Like Stevie said, there's a lot more character development and stuff, and I don't know anything about the games, so it's all new to me. So I I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think I was a little young for the games when they came out. My mom was kind of one of those people that didn't like to let me play violent video games, but that's just my upbringing. Um, so we add some new characters to this season. We have, uh, is it Carmilla? Mm -hmm. And she's a, is she episode one debut? Uh, yeah, she's episode one debut. It's a very, again, we talked about this on, uh, Poltergeist. This is a Spielbergian kind of reveal, like the best character of the season. No, no, see, the, episode most... two, I mean, episode two. Episode two, yeah. Yeah, she comes in like the very end of episode two, and she makes a huge splash when she does. And it's, uh, I love it. Uh, she's, uh, kind of a sassy anti Dracula vampire, which I kind of thought. You know, she's evil right away. Dracula's kind of a bitch in this season. Why so? <laughs> <Michael Lott. laughs> he's, I, he's, he's beta Dracula. He's super passive. He's like depressed. <laughs> he's like working through some stuff. He's tired. He's not eating anybody, <laughs> so he's tired and sleepy. <laughs> the whole time. Low energy Drac. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because, I mean, in the first season, it was balls to the walls. Like, he was killing people instantly. And he was ruthless, and you didn't have to cross him. Mm -hmm. In this one, he just seems very put out. Everyone seems like they're in a foul mood. Um, He used to have a thirst for blood that he no longer has. And he just seems very... um, I don't know. How would you describe it, guys? Um, Depressed. Almost like he doesn't even want to do this anymore. He just, I mean, everybody's complaining about uh, him just wanting a genocide. He's like not even really thinking straight. Mm-hmm. Who's the uh, the Scottish vampire? Godbrand, the Viking? I love Godbrand. Voiced uh, by Peter Stormare? <laughs> yeah. Great performance. Great, great new character. Is he new to this season, too? Yeah, he's new. Yeah, he he's yeah. great, and he's like the anti Dracula because he's a, he's like a pig's plug makes me shit my pants. <laughs> I don't know what he says, but he has that life. He has that kind of like crazy edge that you, that you want to see in the show. Yeah, he seems like very much like a Viking vampire. He loves to screw. He loves to eat and drink and black out. He loves uh, to make bullets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He is uh, very much so the, um, I guess you say the comedic effect, comedic effect of this season. And we have two new characters. Um, we have Hector and who else, Mikey? Isaac? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Isaac is uh, a masochist. He's uh, kind of hurts himself a little bit. Got some Da Vinci Code vibes when he's like whipping himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too much, Isaac. Isaac has some self self-inflicting hate to talk about hector though the whole season everyone's like oh hector's like a little boy in a grown man's body i'm like why his mom killed his pets i would be pissed off too like and then he burned his parents alive what do they call him a forge a forge master yeah him and isaac are both forge masters Mm -hmm. yeah hector's pretty cool meaning they can raise the dead of their pets and yeah, exactly. And create the dead. So we found out where all those demons came from in the first season. And these two are actually human. They're not vampires. So they really don't care if all the humans die. But they kind of take different approaches to it. Because Hector just seems like he wants them to be livestock. And Isaac seems like he really wants them all dead. And they're mm-hmm. going down two different paths because... Carmilla is in Hector's ear the entire season, and it's so annoying how stupid Hector is. But getting back to our main characters, we have Trevor, Typha, and the brand new Alucard. <sighs> how awesome is Alucard? Yeah, Alucard's dope. The floating sword thing is like a top top five cool weapon in like uh, cartoons or something. It's just like floating right next to his shoulder, like kind of like a like a gun or something, and it just goes around and kills everybody. It's really one, cool. One thing I definitely appreciated about this season was them flushing out Trevor, Sypha, and Alucard. It's kind of like a dream team where they're mm. not all getting along, and their dialogue makes like perfect sense for their characters at the time. And, and this show does a great job, too. It, it does a better job than actually the MCU sometimes of <clears throat> each one of those characters has their own kind of like thing they bring to the group and when they come together and fight together it's so awesome because they're just like playing off each other so well and and it works really well as like animated action which is hard to do mm-hmm. yeah so oh, go ahead mikey i was just gonna say oh, when pappy was talking about that there's a scene where they're fighting dracula and they all team up in the hallway or something and 
Trevor is like leaning up against Sypha so she can uh, like do her magic and not get pushed back. So he, she's kind of like bracing mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And then, uh, Alucard is like in the front with his sword, kind of like pushing it even farther mm-hmm. with his magic stuff. It's really awesome. It's kind of cool. Yeah. They're like form of, uh, <laughs> something that can kill Dracula or form something. Form of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of time is spent away from our main three characters that are this team. They're in the Belmont estate, which looks beautiful in animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that giant library looks so cool. Stevie, we talk about how like animation is kind of three parts. It's character design, it's action, but it's also like the setting. Mm-hmm. This show excels at the setting. Like we talked about it's this in season so one. It's so cool. The castle in Castlevania is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in any animated mm. thing. It's ever. its own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like every time they have to like build a new set, build a new place, we have to go. The team knocks out of a park, out of the park. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he first transports the castle in the beginning of the season, he kind of goes into that marshy kind of swamp area where it mm-hmm. kind of evaporates those deer. It looks incredible. Like, that's just art to me. It just looks absolutely insane and stunning. Um, so a predominant part of this season is our three main heroes and the Belmont estate trying to figure out a way to kill Dracula. Um, a lot of different moving parts because the whole point is for Sypha to figure out a way to, I guess you could say, capture the castle from moving. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of playing the middleman to the vampire and the vampire hunter male counterpart she has in the group. Yes, exactly. And there's great action along the way, but the whole season builds to episode seven. Was that not absolutely incredible? I mean, the fight inside the castle when you get the three, you know, Alucard, Sypha, and Trevor, and you have vampire on vampire, absolutely stunning. Wouldn't you guys agree? Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole time... Because we just talked about the castle. I was like, no, don't destroy the castle. We still don't know what's in there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really awesome. And then, uh, Alucard is Dracula's son. And, uh, the final battle takes place in Alucard's childhood room. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, uh, touching slash, uh, I don't know. It's kind of dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, cause he definitely feels bad about it. And this whole, this whole series is so unafraid. Like, we kill off big characters early on in the series. Like, God, what's his name? Goddard? Godbrand uh, dies in the fourth episode. Godbrand. Godbrand dies early. Like, and it's not afraid to do that. And then, like, in this episode seven, which is not the last episode of the series, like, all of the other, like, side vampires die. Like, there's, like, a Japanese one. There's, like, an Egyptian one. They all die off, yeah. Exactly. And this is kind of like the build up to everything because Alucard is definitely, he doesn't have a love for humans, but he's, he's half human, half vampire. I forget what that's called. It's like a, is that a damn fire or a damper? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know there's a name for it. Um, but his whole aim, like the whole season is he's going to kill his dad and He's kind of pumped up about it throughout the season. And like Mikey said, when he finally does get to do it, you see some real, I guess you could say, 
I guess, characters coming full circle. Because it's the first time that Dracula really shows any emotion throughout the entire second season is when his son's about to kill him. Which he's been motivated like by the love of the loss of his wife too. Which right. I love the I love the introduction of that like uh, Carmilla character because she the first thing she says is like, "Why are we going to war with the humans over this BS?" And like, it's definitely even a question the audience has been asking too. But the way she says it and the way uh, Dracula reacts, like his eyes turn straight red. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They fill up with blood, which is just such an awesome like visual. It's so cool. I think that was definitely a very touching scene because I also thought it was kind of lighthearted and funny because it looked like when Dracula's years were withering away when he's finally staked at the heart, he was trying to hug Alucard. And then Trevor comes mm-hmm. in and just chops off his head in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had this really touching moment and Trevor's like, there you go. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> I saved the day. You're welcome, Alucard. Which I don't know what you guys think. I feel like the show is trying to say that uh, if Dracula is like not depressed, if he's on his like, you know, anti-depression medication and he's like working out that no one could beat Dracula. Even these three or right. catching Dracula on an off day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much what he was. He was fighting him on an off day and he still almost killed Alucard by himself. Mm-hmm. He still almost wins. Yeah, exactly. And I really like the way that this season wrapped up because you have so many different storylines going on. Because you have Hector, um, not Hector, you have Isaac out in his homeland, which I thought was hysterical when Dracula like threw him through the glass. Did you guys think he was dead, dead? Like, he just got dropped off in the middle of the desert. Well, that's what I thought was so funny. He could have thrown him on a tropical paradise, but he chose him in the middle of, he threw him in the middle of nothing. There's a guy, and there you go to your desert that you hated so much. Yeah, where he was, like, previously treated like shit his entire life. I don't want you to die defending me. I'm going to send you to Alabama in the deep south. (laughs) (laughs) With no water. I thought it was great, though. I, I didn't think it was so much funny. I thought it was kind of sad because... Uh, like throughout the whole season, we see how these regular humans become so devoted to Dracula because Dracula kind of like takes these weirdos in and then kind of like protects them. Isaac definitely has the most love for Dracula out of the humans. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, the sand snakes from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isaac is like the sand snakes if they weren't freaking stupid. <laughs> He's embodying that same kind of like loyalty, that same kind of like you save me mentality, but mm. he just works so much better. And he's such a great mm. character. Right. And we leave off with him kind of starting his own army because he's a forge master and he's just killing folks out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And it, those animated sequences were fantastic. Then on the other swing of that, you have Hector, who's now captive, a captive of Carmilla. You know, what's going to happen with those two? Because. Carmilla's still out there, and Hector's now just pretty much a prisoner, wouldn't you say? Did you guys pick up on the fact that Hector's supposed to be, like, a man-child? Really? I mean, that's what they say, right? It's a man in a child's body, or a child in a man's body. Like, I never I never really picked up on that. Oh, I didn't know if he was supposed to be, like, trans or something, or, like, feminine in a way. Possibly Canadian. Hmm. I mean, but he, yeah, he is pretty... I mean... When they did the flashback to him as a kid, he kind of acts the same way anyways. He's kind of just pretty meek, I guess. He's a meek guy. Yeah. So he's Which, not... Oh, go ahead. 
Well, no, he's supposed to be like the best of the bringing dead people to life, mm-hmm. right? Like he he's the goat of that. It's just you have to kind of put up with his parents' issues. <laughs> he's working through stuff. We leave off yeah. there, and here's the part that. I mean, it makes me excited for season three is they split up the dream team right after they came together. I don't know if they thought that the show was going to end, but I don't know where where they're planning on going uh, for the start of next season. Because I don't want to see them all split up right right away. I'm going to start killing stuff. But it'll be really cool to get back together mid-season. It could be a flash forward. Like we could get Simon Belmont, for mm-hmm. all I know. But it it feels like, like this, this is kind of like the prequel or like... The setup? I, I don't know. This is like the setup to like 80 years later. Here's where we are now. Simon Belmont is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, just, I mean, it's exciting to see where the season's going to go. Because you have Alucard by himself, who is just so depressed. You know, he's in a castle that's empty. He has no father, no mother. And his two best friends are now on the road. And I have, tr- where are Trevor and Sypha going? To make some babies. Oh, yeah. That's going to be... <laughs> I ship them. I ship all three of them. I thought <laughs> I thought we were going to get like a jealousy point of like Alucard falling for Sypha, Trevor falling for Sypha, and Sypha being like, hey, I'm just a magic girl, guys. Like, Trevor slash Alucard but, um, 2020. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see where season three goes. You guys have any theories of where it'll start or just you have no idea? I'm confused as why Sypha wouldn't want to hook up with Alucard. Like... He's much more cooler and vampire-y. And Trevor Belmont, at one point, he's like, yeah, I smell real bad. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> it's not my coat. It's me. That's what he says. And she loves it. She likes a project, Pappy. She I likes guess. a project. I uh, guess. But for next yeah. season, I think uh, this... I mean, again, I don't know anything about the games. I think they said that they're going to try and hit on some of the games and... Symphony of the Night, I think, was the third or fourth season mm-hmm. they're going to try and hit on. I don't mm-hmm. know what those games are about, but I know I know they're pretty fun. I know that they're good games. It, it sounds like I think that Sypha and Trevor will have a kid who will be Simon Belmont, who is the protagonist of the video games, which would make a lot of sense that this is kind of just like the setup. setting up yeah, Castlevania. And it could be like kind of like a battle of three armies, four armies even type thing of, of these two. You got the, what's his name? Isaac and I think Carmilla. you're going to see a lot of jumping around next season. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more Dracula and Lisa, probably when they have Alucard. I think you're going to see a lot of like Alucard as a kid. I think you're going to see like a lot of backstory of like the previous Belmonts way before Trevor, like some of their adventures. And then I think you're going to get like present day of like kind of everything in between. I think it's going to do a lot of jumping around, which I am all for. I think what the, what the show does the best is, is one like production design. So like the whole environment, the whole like aesthetic of, of the theme. But then the character design is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. And I want to see more of that. Like when you see like these demon characters, there's one that looks like a duck person. And like he teams up with one that flies, yeah. Like the duck nose, like karate. Mm. Like, dude, it's so it's so creative. It's so great. That's what mm. I'm in for. I love that. The fight in the Belmont house looked incredible. Like when all the demons were coming down mm-hmm. and Sif yeah. was trying to capture everything. Like that was 
That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think they do magic in this show better than just about any other show. Like the way it's drawn or their ideas for the way the magic works in this world is better than Game of Thrones. Pretty awesome. I really like. When Saifu was using that ice and splitting people in half in the castle, that that was was, was dude. That was great. That was so creative. Saifu's like honestly the best character. She's really hilarious, (laughs) (laughs) and her magic powers are really cool. She's a really good character. Mm-hmm. I also found it was interesting, like, how, like, season one was extremely anti-Catholic church. I mean, you could they just... They moved away from that. They moved so way, quick. way away from that. Like, I mean, the first episode of season one, they were splitting bishops in half and seeing their heads getting torn off. I don't like, think there was any Catholic people left in this it was, world. <laughs> Yeah, I think they killed yeah. the entire Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, You're right, but, but this the, even this season does not shy away from violence. There are moments where I'm like, I can't freaking believe what I'm seeing right now. Especially yeah. when the vampire raid, like the vampires, that was that raid. That was a bit much. That's crazy. That you see kids, women, children. There's like no- when it shows that lady getting her head ripped off, and then the vampire just drinking the blood from the woman's head. I was like. <gasps> I was thinking about it. That might be the most violent thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, literally, in any genre of anything. And it's just on Netflix. Any kid can click on <laughs> Castlevania. <laughs> oh, this looks fun. <laughs> so, you guys want to get down to final thoughts? I'm ready. Yeah. All right, Pap, I'll start with you. Uh, and, and yes or no, too? Yeah, I mean, just, or, yeah, I imagine yeah. we're all going to give it yeses anyway. We're huge fans. So, just kind of oh, yeah. bridge a gap here. Yeah, it's a it's a great series, and if you're not watching it, there's really no excuse not to. Um, it's it's a it's a boundary pushing series in a lot of ways. Like like I said, the violence, the character development, the setting it's it's phenomenal animation, top class in every sense. Hard, hard, hard yes for me. I wish more people were watching about this. I wish there were more podcasts about this. I, I will sing the praises of Castlevania as long as I can. Please watch this show, and I cannot <laughs> wait for season three. Hard yes. Mikey. Uh, yeah, repeat everything Pappy said. I want to uh, I wanna punch up the animation, though. I mean, I love the animation. I think it's, like, the best out there. I think it's so cool looking. The way the magic is drawn is the best of like any animated show I've seen and I've seen a lot of animated shows and I think the character building is really great this season and I mean Pap said earlier before we started this podcast the whole second season is three hours so you really should just take an afternoon and watch it it's not a very long show to get into and these next couple seasons they said that they've already greenlit sound pretty cool so I'm, I'm super excited and I'm a little sad that Dracula died already. I, I kind of miss him already. I think you're going to see yeah. a lot more of him in season three and four, though. Hopefully more evil. With flashbacks. And less depressed. Yes. And more aggressive. Ho- hopefully more aggressive. And also when he's showing his human side, I'm looking forward to see that. But I think Warren Ellis deserves a lot of credit for his directing and kind of his animating yes. lead and his writing on this show. Yes. Like, the writing is fantastic. The animation, like... This is, I think, this is really his kind of, you know, brainchild. So, uh, definitely, voice acting is awesome too. Yes, it it's is on point. Every character is so great. 
like every character has their own way of speaking. You know, Dracula is very highly intelligent when he speaks, and Trevor just sounds like a dumb oaf when he speaks. So it's definitely, I like the way that works throughout this show, and the animation is just incredible. Uh, it's definitely a slower season, eight episodes, but I think there's certain parts that will, you know, kind of fall back on itself and on itself in season three and season four that we see in season two. Um, and if anything, watch episode seven. It is just a beauty to watch. So hard, hard yes. And I cannot get enough of this show. So I hope Netflix never ends it. Same. Yeah. I mean, this has to be the best video game adaptation out there. It's not even close. I think I guess so far ahead. Like there'd have to be like a fucking five-star movie to come close to what what this show has done. Like, if I'm holding a video game property, I'm going to Warren Ellis and saying, how should I do this? And if they're going to make a video game movie, just make this into a, into a movie. Yes, please. Yes. A la carte on screen, and, you know, everyone would just look insane. Well, since we don't have trivia, I think that's it, boys, isn't it? I think yeah. so. Well... Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Spoilers. Uh, if I don't think we spoiled too much, honestly. There's a lot in depth that we didn't get into. But definitely go watch this show multiple and multiple times. And uh, thank you for listening. That was Spoilers. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this... One, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. That was Spoilers. Fly out of his coffin and wait, what was that? She's on! Never be a seven